This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. It's episode 158 of Small Talk. Michelle Smallman back in the States with Steve Cerruti, who's in Connecticut. And the weirdest thing is, is that I saw Steve a few weeks ago, but we were having so much fun together that we didn't even get a chance to tape a pod in person. So we're separated yet again, but back together virtually. Steve, what's up? Uh, it's good. Good to have you back in the States. Excited to hear about the trip. Um, we've now both been to the African continent. So excited to hear about your safaris <laughs> and whatnot. Africa is actually dope. I'd like to, I'd love to go back. I, I went when my sister was uh, in the Peace Corps in Uganda and it was actually really fucking cool. So I'm really interested to hear about your trip. We did mean to do, and I apologize to everyone because I had somebody ask me about it. Like, how was the live in person pod? And I just didn't answer. <laughs> so uh, my bad. <laughs> Well, because I just knew it didn't happen and I didn't want to explain yeah. why, but we kind of had this idea and because I was working all day and then we're like, okay, we had a dinner reservation at like six, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we could record when we got home. But I think we had probably a couple too many drinks, which might have made a great pod, um, <laughs> but also could have been somewhat reckless and maybe incoherent. So we apologize uh, that we didn't get the, like the live in person pod, but uh, I think this will be fun. Yeah, here's what happened. I arrived in Connecticut. Steve's amazing wife, Maddie, picked me up from the train. She and I went and had a lunch together. And then I came back and Steve was working. I think you were taping with Ryan. And by the time you were free, we had to get ready to go out to dinner. And then instead of doing the pod when we came back, we had another drink and watched a tip drill video correct. on your TV. <laughs> that is correct. Actually, you know, it's so funny. <laughs> it, made, it reminded me the other day because I was like searching for stuff on YouTube and I, whatever it was, I was searching for soccer videos. It's this uh, thing called TIFO. And I hit T to search. And the first thing that came up was tip drill. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and I had forgotten how fucking absurd. Shout out to Marv Prince, who was with us, our guy, been on the pod many times. Um, I had forgotten how fucking absurd that video is. It's It's borderline... Uh, and I'm not like a prude and whatever it is, what it is, do you, whatever makes you happy. That video is aggressive. That's the only way I would describe it. And drunk Michelle was like, that's just St. Louis. There's strip clubs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but it's not like your typical rapper or whatever video. It just, it's, no, it's, it's, it's just more than that. And, um, and shout out to Nelly. Cause you know, uh, he's, he's great. But well, you know, my feelings on Nelly, I kind of feel like after country grammar, not, not, not my favorite thing in the world, but, uh, the one where the credit card through the butt crack is <laughs> is as weird and aggressive as videos get. So we'll always have that. But, you know, first of all, it was so great to see you. So great to see Maddie, yeah. our friend Elizabeth, Marv. I saw Michael Jr. when I was in town. It was so great to see everyone in person. I mean, I hadn't seen you in forever like, in the flesh, which is did, Wait, crazy. yeah, did we figure out when was the last time we saw each other? I forgot before that. Uh, I think it was uh, in the city when I was in New York. That's and right. You and Maddie saw John Mayer. We met, no, like, we've come cocktail. full circle. Saw John oh, yeah. Mayer. <laughs> I actually, Maddie and I saw John Mayer a couple days ago. Good times. Okay. Things, We're going to circle change. back to that because I want to hear more about you seeing John Mayer again, the encore. But it was so great to see you guys in the flesh that I feel like we were so amped up and so excited that the pod kind of took a back seat. But I forgot how fun it is as an adult to have true after hours at someone's house and put on music videos and continue to drink. I mean, it literally felt like we were back in high school or college having afties at the Cerruti house. <laughs> I'll tell you this. If you ever got if you ever want to have a good time, my friends and I stumbled onto this, but it actually ended up being so fucking fun. One of my friends had a housewarming party and we were just kind of drinking. It was like later in the night, started a fire. And we we're like, I don't know, what should we do? Should we have a board game, whatever. And I kind of came up with this idea. And it was, I'm not trying to like say I'm a genius, but <laughs> this is actually super fun. Was I had people text one of us a music video that they wanted to watch from any song. And my, my buddy Jeremy, he would get all the text and he would put it on his projector, his screen or whatever, and play it over the speakers. And everyone else would have to guess who picked that song. 
Oh, it was so fucking fun. So I mean, we're talking like emo rock. I'm we're talking Manny Fresh. Uh, we're talking Sierra, Sierra, Sierra. I always get that wrong. Any shit from like the early 2000s we were playing and like having to guess. And we didn't keep score, but you can keep score. Uh, try to guess who picked each song. Super fun thing to do with your friends if you're uh, bored and had a couple drinks. So similar, but one time I was, this is when I was in Connecticut with you and I would escape to the city every Friday. One Friday I got into town and it was snowing. And so we canceled our dinner reservations. We're like, we're just going to drink here and have a good time. So some of my friends were over and we did something similar, but where I would pick a song and play the video and then you would be up next and have to pick a song that connected Mm. to my song. For instance, if I played Justin Bieber, you could play um, Usher because Usher found Justin Bieber. And then the next person could play like like, Lil Jon because they did Yeah together or whatever, but it had to keep going. And that was really fun because some of the stuff was so far-fetched on how they would connect, but that was a good time too. That is fun. I know. I'm trying to think of the weirdest song that got played. I wanted to play Papa Roach, but I was vetoed by that. They're like, no, it's too, it's too intense. I'm like, this last resort. Yeah. I mean, like everyone. Yeah. Come on. Uh, You refused to play it, but that was one of the songs. Like I said, there was a bunch of Ciara in there, Um, which by the way, uh, O by Ciara, uh, like certified fucking banger. So good. One of the best. I don't. I slept on that song. When did it come out? Probably like oh four, oh three. I don't even somewhere around there. I didn't. I didn't really think much of it. I listened. We listened to that and it came out a couple times. It's now. It's now in my favorite list on Spotify, and I've listened to it several times since. It is unbelievable. It's actually her best song. No, I'm gonna push back on that one. You know what else is an a certified slapper? Is that what the kids say? Slaps. It slaps. I always call it. I'm gonna call it a slapper. Um, is so what? Sierra and Field Mob. Oh, yeah. Okay. That song turns it up, too. I love a little So What. You know what's... uh, Now that we're speaking of random things, and you know what's actually really good for finding random good songs you forgot about is Peloton, but... And this came on one of my Peloton playlists. Uh, Carrie Hilton. um, What's it called? Carrie Hilton. Is it Carrie Hilton? The one with Lil Wayne? Turn Me On. Turn Me On. So good. Again, banger. And I hadn't heard that song in easily a decade, so I don't know. Um, Also, now that we're here... Kelly Rowland. So we were talking about this on on my trip, which we're going to get to in a second. Real quick. Here's what's on the docket today. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, we've, we've digressed. Go ahead. <laughs> but then I got to say one more thing. So here's what's on the docket today. We're going to talk about my trip. I've got Tales from Africa. We are going to talk about the Rams winning the Super Bowl, unfortunately. Mm. And then we're going to do a draft at the end. We're going to do a draft. We're going to draft one country that we would like to vacation to on each continent. We don't have to have been there before, but one country on each continent where we would like to take a vacation. And by the way, apologies to our friends who like to watch us on our YouTube channel. We're not YouTubing it today because I look like ass. My life is in shambles since I got back from Africa. My kitchen is being renoed. I haven't unpacked my laundry. I mean, it's just a whole thing. None of this you can tell, by the way. It's, it's a hat day on the show. I guess maybe we'll take a, maybe we could take a screenshot, but um, but Michelle <laughs> will not really post it. You don't look, and your place looks totally fine. I mean, we can see a corner; it's nicely decorated. There's flowers in the background. You're fine. No, I mean, um, there's crap everywhere. <laughs> but that is that is a good point about uh, returning from a trip. We'll have to talk about that because I never unpack in a timely fashion. But anyway, give us your one song before we move on. What were you okay, going to say? So I was going to say when we were on our safari, there was different cars that went in the safari, and each car had a name, and our name was the Hot Girls, and <laughs> I didn't give it to us, but. <laughs> It was just kind of a play on like a, a, a girl group, like a Spice yeah. Girls thing, like the hot girls. And we were saying, okay, this person would be Beyonce in the group. This person would be this person. And everybody agreed that even though Beyonce is the queen, Kelly Rowland is 
actually the one that you want to be. Kelly Rowland was so hot and her singles catalog, Kelly Rowland solo, motivation, commander. I mean, she had some jams, Kelly Rowland. She did Dilemma with Nelly and she's famous enough to where she can make great music and make money and do her thing, but she doesn't have to be bombarded the way Beyonce is. There's not the pressure to be Beyonce. We were like, Kelly Rowland. She's Scotty Pippen. She's Scotty Pippen. Pippen. She's Scotty, except yeah. she's not as as angry as Scotty. Yeah, she doesn't hate she doesn't hate Beyonce <laughs> the way that Scotty somehow apparently hates Michael Jordan all these years later. Correct. Even he basically is the reason he has six championships. Either way, Correct. um, but yeah, no, I would agree. Kelly Rowland, no, no problem. And she's definitely a babe. Uh, who was wait? Who was? I don't even remember who the third girl in Michelle. She was. What was her name? What was her, her last name? Her name was Michelle. Michelle Williams. No one even Michelle knows Williams. Her. And then there was a fourth, but, no, right, who left. Michelle Williams? That's an actress, wait. <laughs> yeah, Michelle Williams is definitely an actress. But I'm gonna, I don't know if she also was in... There was a different Michelle Williams in, in Destiny's Child. But then there was a fourth one, too, that left, right? Remember, controversially? Oh, yeah. Well, there was... The initial Destiny's Child was four, and it was yeah. LaToya, Beyonce, Kelly, and I forget what the It was fourth. Michelle Williams. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, yeah, it was Michelle. Okay. Yeah, you got that right. Okay. Yes, I knew it. It was Michelle Williams. And there is a, an actress, Michelle Williams, too, right? There is. Okay, uh, okay. That's not the one that's married to... Was with oh. Heath Ledger, right? No, I thought she was married to Marcus Mumford. What? Is that her? Or am I getting this wrong? Hold on. I could be wrong. Who the hell is she dating? No, oh, Michelle- I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of Carrie Mulligan. They get a, they both small. They look Michelle the Williams Sorry. is the one who was with Heath Ledger and had a baby with them. That I didn't know. That I did not know. But all right. Dawson's Creek, shout out. I never watched Dawson's Creek. I did when I was younger. I don't want to wait. Oh, yeah. So good. So anyway. Okay. So went on a trip. I was gone for 19 days. I flew to New York first, had quite a time in the city, hanging out with my friends, doing some some fun New York things, popped (laughs) into Connecticut, saw saw the Saruti's. Yep. Saw Gold Jr. and then then bounce. Yeah. And then got to bounce. Got to go to Africa. So two of my friends got married in South Africa. And we flew to Cape Town. Why did they get married in South Africa? What, what, well, was there one of them is from okay. South Africa, from right outside Johannesburg. So we... Jayberg, as the, as the locals call it. No big deal. Joburg. Joburg, Joburg. sorry. <laughs> Joburg, Steve. What a noob. <laughs> Goes to Africa once, forget. Yeah, geez, my bad. Um, and so the wedding was on a vineyard right outside of Cape Town. So we did that for a few days. Then we went to Cape Town for four days. And then we flew to Joburg and took a small plane and did a safari. And it was one, if not the best trip of my entire life. I mean, the country is absolutely stunning. Everybody there was so chill and so nice and so friendly. It was so affordable once we got there. But Cape Town, Steve, is so sick. I don't know if you you went to Cape Town when you were there. I, I don't think you were in South Africa when you were in Africa. No, right? we were just in um, uh, Uganda, which is further Uganda. north uh, Got it. on the Nile, though. What's up? But, you know, probably very different, but similar in some ways. Totally. Well, Cape Town has the ocean on one side and then mountains on the other. And they have these vineyards there. So you can do the beach, you can do the mountains and hiking. They have vineyards. They have a really cool downtown area, but also like a very chill beach scene if you want. There's just everything you could possibly ask for in one place. It was so great. What season would it have been there? Was it was it summer? It was like summer. Yeah. It was okay. like 90 degrees. So because they're, they're the opposite of us, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. There you go. All right. Nice. I always love that. My So my godparents lived in New Mexico. It's like one of their favorite places they've ever lived. They've lived at a bunch of different places. And one of the reasons that they like it so much is because of what you just said. They have the Rocky Mountain terrain, right, where they can go hiking or even skiing on certain days. And, and another day, in a very short amount of time, they can like go into a pool and hang out. And yeah. it's like the coolest climate situation. Um, and uh, that kind of sounds like what you were talking about. 
It was awesome. And did you go on a safari when you were in Africa? We did. We did. Okay. Safaris are fucking. So you woke up at like the ass crack at dawn trying to find lions. Five. Well, yeah. it was easy for me because I wake up at five every day. So that is I, true. You're I ready had like to go. no problem getting up at five. Well, I did after I had some cocktails the night before, but I just am going to say what mine was like. I wonder if your experience was similar. I don't know if all safaris are the same or if mine was unique to the property that we were on, but ours was um, in Kruger National Park. And we would go on two safaris a day. We would get up at 5 a.m. and go out in the morning for a couple hours as the sun was rising. And then they would get all of our vans to get or all of our cars together and they would bring out coffee and we would have coffee and like biscuits and snacks in the African bush. And then we would go back to the property and the day was ours. So you could go to the spa if you wanted, you could go to the pool, you could take a nap, you could go to the gym, you could tour the property. There's all sorts of things that you could do there. And we had a lunch in the middle of the day. And then we would go on a second safari at night. So we would leave around 5 p.m. And uh, we would go as the sun set. And so you would go for a couple hours and then the sun would set around 730 and we would stop off again and have cocktails, sundowners, as they call them. <laughs> and, and we would do that until the sunset. And then we would have to go back to the property for a dinner. And so you would do kind of like a night safari where you're driving in the pitch black African bush and your tracker. And um, I forget what the other guy's name was. It was like a tracker and essentially like a scout, like a guy that, that would search for the animals. And he would shine a light in the bush. And so you'd be driving and it'd be pitch black. And all of a sudden he would shine a light and there's an elephant right there in your face or like a lion right there. It was it was so fun. And so we did that for three days. We did one early morning one for oh, a that's bunch it. of hours. Okay. Yeah. So we, it wasn't like a full day situation, but it was basically just like, how do we find lions essentially? And you saw every <laughs> other animal. You saw the the elephants and what else did we see? Giraffes, um, the lions. Zebras. Like they, I think we saw. I don't remember if we saw zebras. I remember we saw like a million elephants. They were just and they would be so close to the car. Like they would you could we almost touch them and they were just like whatever. I don't really give a shit about you guys being here. Just don't bother me. Um, but the lions are hard to find, right? Because they they don't really want to be seen. They're, they're not trying to hang out and be amongst people because I'm sure they're at the top of the food chain. They're not trying to have their domain checked on them. But um, but we did end up seeing them, which is really, really cool. We only did a morning deal, but it was fun. It was it was just cool to see all this shit happen. You're in this Jeep just driving around without no top and looking out and the sun's rising and you see all these. It was obviously like the Lion King in a lot of ways. I just remember like even just the colors and the scheme and yes. the animals just all around you. It was, all, we, all we needed was pride rock, which we didn't have. But um, <laughs> But uh, but it was definitely really cool to see all that shit because you just because I'm I'm a big guy of like oh you know you've seen a picture of something you've kind of seen it but it, it's one thing to see a picture of an elephant and then to see one that's like tw- you know ten feet away from you and be like holy fucking shit yeah uh, we are in nature yes it was full blown Hakuna Matata you're there and we had our first time before we saw lions we actually saw leopards and to your point they walk right up to the car to where you could literally reach out and touch it if you wanted to obviously you're not allowed to reach your hand out of the vehicle and touch it but just i just some lines don't be just difficult. like casual but i just remember being like if this leopard wants to jump in here and maul my face off no one can protect me and because you're you're not in an enclosed you're not in the pope mobile okay like you're yeah. out there and they have protection but it's i don't know how yours was but ours was in a case so it, it would take them time to get it out if they yeah. if need be because that that's i the never last felt thing. unsafe i never i never, I never there wasn't did any time yeah and not once except i will say i did get saruted on the safari one one time Uh-oh. so we had the tracker <laughs> who was going out looking for a leopard and so we had parked the car and the car was like kind of parked on something and so he had turned it off and he was going underneath to get something out and all of a sudden he kind of our driver kind of our ranger kind of popped up and was like do you smell that and then the tracker was like yeah and i was like what's what's going on and he's like 
uh, a temperamental elephant is on the way. He could smell it in the air. This is how in temperamental. Tune with, he was in a mood. Yeah. <laughs> This is how uh, in tune with the animals they are. And so sure enough, we couldn't even see it. But around the corner comes this elephant. And so the guys are getting in the car, getting ready to drive us away. And there's three rows of people. And I was in the front row right behind the tracker and the ranger. And I kind of grabbed the railing. I didn't say anything because you're not allowed to, you know, get excited or or call out to the animals at all. So I just kind of gripped the, the railing really hard because this elephant was coming pretty quickly like right towards us and he had just told us it was temperamental and the ranger turns around to me his name was melvin and he goes relax yes everybody everybody's calm down and i go i didn't say anything he goes i can feel it you're he, fine relax. not only, not only do you smell it on the elephant he smelled it on you he smelled your anxiety <laughs> it's like michelle's having a panic attack but just days before i had been in connecticut and saruti i forget what i was excited about but he was like relax, relax and relax. so i was like i can't go anywhere without getting saruti even in the african bush everyone's like chill out that's my guy i'm trying to think of what it would take for me to get really nervous because i wouldn't have been nervous in that scenario what's the elephant gonna do if i can trample your truck i mean that's not a good scene for him either um, <laughs> well, you never know. It was temperamental. By the way, our, our ranger's name was Melvin and our tracker's name was Equalizer. His name was Equalizer. His, so his name is Equa and they call him Equalizer. Oh, that's dope. I like he that. Is, he, Steve, like these Denzel. guys, <laughs> yes, these guys were amazing. The things that they knew about these animals and the way that they could track them, like they would pop out of the car and they're looking at footprints. And of course, I'm asking a million questions about how do you know that the leopard has been here and they're telling me about the way that the track has hardened or, you know, just all of these different things that they're seeing to tell where they are. And even this leopard, it took us a while to find him. He's camouflaged in the African bush, in the trees, and this guy is able to find him. That's incredible. Um, it actually makes me think of my my most interesting animal uh, encounter in Africa was not even on a safari. Um, oh. So... We, I think it was before the safari or whatever, we were staying at this camp, right? And then you would wake up and you go on safari, but they were essentially permanent tents that we slept in that night. Um, and the grounds people were super cool. They were like, all right, you know, there's really nothing dangerous around you, but they do tell you about how hippos are dangerous. And I oh, never yeah. realized how dangerous hippos actually are, like, especially in the fucking water. You don't want to fuck with a hippo. They will no. drag you down and drown you. And they're fucking a billion pounds. And they are actually unbelievable athletes. And they're good at swimming Big for time. being like a giant bulbous. Yeah, anyway, people, so think, people think they're fatty and cute. They're vicious. Yeah, they, they really are. And they've got wild teeth or whatever that you wouldn't even notice. Anyway, totally. so they're like, yeah, so like there's really nothing to be scared about here. It was me and my two sisters sleeping in this tent. But they're like, yeah, but there is this sort of there is this hippo that comes around a lot. Uh, her name is Gloria. <gasps> and, you know, she's pretty harmless. Sometimes she comes around at night. Um, just try not to make any noises in her direction or go running at her. But usually she likes to leave people alone. So I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. I'll just leave Gloria alone. So we go to sleep one night. And obviously we have our tent and there's like a separate bathroom. It's basically like a porta potty, but like a permanent one that's built out of wood or whatever, an outhouse, whatever you want to call it. I'd go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So I leave our tent and I walk and it's pitch black. I don't really see what's going on. There's like a couple lights here and there. And I walk to the bathroom. And as soon as I come back out of the bathroom, Gloria is just 10 feet away from me, just grazing. Oh, just grazing. my God. And she had she had clearly been there for a while. And I didn't see her the first time when I walked by. And I was a little I was pretty fucking scared. I was like, I mean, I tell myself to relax. But like when you see a gigantic hippo that's like 10 feet away from you, that's grazing, even if it doesn't look like it's going to kick the shit out of you or anything, it's still fucking weird. So I like tiptoed back to my tent 
And uh, I like woke my sisters up. I'm like, holy shit, I just saw fucking Gloria. She's outside. And they're like, no way. So they both like peeked their head outside. And they're like, Gloria's here. It's amazing. And I think Gloria got really close to our tent too, which is wild. But uh, wow. so my my best uh, my best animal story in Africa was actually not on a safari. It was when I had to go to the bathroom at like two in the morning. How were you able to even go to sleep after that? I'd be like, Gloria's outside. She could well, she was she just could ravage the tent. But it was just like they had said, don't bother her. She's not going to bother you. Totally. Like most animals. They don't want to be bothered. No. Snakes, don't bother it. It's not going to bother you. They don't want to see people. They're more afraid of you than, than, than you are of it. Uh, but it was wild to see. I don't even know if it was a full girl. She was fucking huge. And it was <laughs> maybe the coolest animal experience I've ever had in my life, 2 a.m. having to go to the bathroom in the middle of Africa. I mean, that's the story for sure. I guess my best animal experience on the safari was that, so I'm a Leo. I love lions. The elephants were cool. The giraffes were cool. Zebras were cool. Whatever. I wanted to see a big daddy lion. Give me Mufasa. I wanted to see the mane. I wanted to see it up close. I wanted to see it walking and prowling. They said, you know, the two things that you you really want to see are the big five and a kill. I didn't necessarily want to see a kill because I don't know how I would have dealt with that. But a lot of people do. But anyway, I was so excited to see a big daddy lion. So we saw two female lions, but they had just eaten something. So they were just kind of sleeping in the bush under a tree. No big deal. Digesting. Good for them. Digesting. They sleep a lot. A lot of these animals are either eating or sleeping. They just kind of basically chill, right? And then the second day we go out in the morning and I'm like, we are seeing a big daddy lion today. And Melvin's like, we're going to find it. We're doing it. We're doing it. So sure enough, we see a big daddy lion. And so we saw two big daddies. One. Okay. So I'll tell you two different stories. One We saw the big daddy and three of his young sons. And what I didn't know about lions, Steve, is that lions actually kill one another a lot. So that's how they Mm -hmm. become the king of the bush or the king of the jungle. Yeah, you ever seen the Lion King? Come on. Yes, they literally kill other lions' babies and then impregnate the female lion. And the more babies you have, that's how you become the king of the bush or the king of the- It's a hard-o move, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's literally like mafia. It's crazy. And so he was like, this lion- Two of his kids were killed by another male lion, and then the male stole his wife. And so this lion is old as hell, and he and his three sons are hiding out until these three boys come of age, and then they're seeking vengeance. They are going after them. And I was like, oh, shit. Big Daddy's it's like, like a soap lion. opera. <laughs> it's like the Sopranos. They're yeah. lying in yeah. wait. Johnny Sack's crew is lying in wait, and they're coming after Tony, right? And so... It's like a Lord of the Rings plot. (laughs) Yeah, it was so juicy. I was like, oh my God, do you think they're going to get it? And Melvin's like, I don't know. We're going to have to see how it plays out in nature. I'm like, okay. (laughs) but Four four on one. I mean, that's... Yeah, but but this guy obviously has other kids. It's a whole thing. So then... I'm like, oh, I want to see the other, the other daddy, right? The one that killed these lions, other cubs and took his wife. So I don't know if it was the one that killed him, but then we go on to the other side of the park and we end up seeing big daddy number two, Steve, and he's right by the car and he's with a woman and we saw lions having sexy time, getting it on. And what I didn't realize is that lion nature. Lions do it, Steve, up to 70 times a day while they're trying to procreate. Well, they have nothing else to do. I mean, you said, you said they basically just eat and sleep and bang. That's kind of good for it, them. It, I have videos of it. It only takes like 15 to 30 seconds. He basically just comes over, <laughs> not to get graphic. He gets on top of her, does his business, and then she rolls over on her back and chills for a second. And he kind of opens his mouth and... It looks like he's roaring, but he's not. No noise is coming out. And they say he's testing the air to see whether he thinks that it took or not. Okay. And they 
they do it like 70 times in a day, essentially up to 70 times, maybe not 70 times all the time, but for him to try to impregnate this female lion because his sustainability is based on the fact that he needs to get these women pregnant. 70 times, because uh, I mean, this just harkens back to the the incredible Rosillo and Cannell uh, segment where Danny was talking about the challenge he had with his wife. <laughs> And I, and what was the what, what, I forget what the line what did he say he was like oh you know we believe we, we're trying to do this thing where we have sex like see how many days in a row we could have sex or whatever and what did they make it to like seven or eight or something and they and, asked me yeah. and I was like forty five like, and we were just number? like whoa me Ryan and Danny were just like what is happening and you're like what it's not that weird I'm like it's kind of aggressive i don't think i've ever even been in double i have not been in double digits and michelle's like 45 you just threw out and all of us were like there's no way that's real and you're like yeah no it's real so I'm, you I'm i guess sure. have some lion you got you got some I lion am a, vibes going i am on. a leo i am yeah a leo. listen there you go it all it all checks out i will never i wish we had that video because it was Dan, unbelievable danny's explaining this and he's like can everyone guess how long the streak went i think ryan guessed three and you guessed maybe like maybe, 10 yeah. 7 or 10 and i was like 45 and they were like 45 yeah. yeah yeah but danny's face when i said 45 he was like what no you still don't even understand like that is insane that doesn't have that's not normal i don't think that's insane that's insane i don't think it's that small insane. talk audience needs to weigh in on this because with this again <laughs> this it was three on one me danny and ryan versus you i, I i'm not saying there aren't people that are more active but 45 is, is is aggressive, so. Well, I guess, too. I mean, Danny has three kids. He was traveling for work. I mean, it's more Even when you're from a logistics single, standpoint. I don't know. Hard. I don't know. Either way. Well, let us know. Let if us you're know. single and you're doing it 45 days in a row. Well, I, mean, I, mean like, <laughs> I mean, like dating someone not married. That's my, yeah, my, I might say that. But either way, let us know. I, I think that's one of the most ridiculous things Michelle has ever said in her life. And it's unbelievable. And it sticks to my mind to this day. Well, but I'm sorry. Get your I'm line gonna, on. I'm going to say what I said then. It's a challenge. You're trying to do it a, a many days in a row, like seven. Come on. Uh, some people aren't as dedicated as you. I guess that's what it is. You know, you're just dedicated to the craft. I guess. I just have some wine in me. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so Steve, before we wrap this up and get to our draft, I have some notes that I took while I was in Africa okay, that I thought good. you might like. Okay. Okay. So and these are you were not fully sober. In fact, mostly not sober when you were taking these. Correct. Correct. Good. Even <laughs> so better. I, like I drank. I drank for 19 days straight. We talked about this on my radio show. Now, was I drunk for 19 days straight? Absolutely not. Was there alcohol consumed for 19 days straight? Yes. And I cannot iterate this enough. When I'm in St. Louis, I do not go out. Okay. I work. I work out. You I watch eat. the blues. <laughs> I watch the blues. I eat salads. I hydrate. This yeah, you was do a cleanses. I do cleanses. I mean, I'm doing Pilates. Photo this, shoots. And this all this stuff. My life is very boring. I like very regimented. I, it's very disciplined. This was a shock to my system. It was literally like going back in time to college. I, hence why we can't be on video today. And I'm wearing a Vermont hat because I just have not bounced back yet. My mm. body is like, I had bruises, Steve, that developed all over my body. That's like college and, shit. And yeah. I went yeah. to the doctor and I was like, hey, when I got back, I just so happened to have a doctor's appointment. And she was, she was like, oh, all your numbers are great. You're healthy, blah, blah. Do you have any concerns? I was like, well, doc, just one. I just got back from a trip. And when I was there, all these bruises developed on my legs. And I don't remember bumping into anything. They don't really hurt. It's just kind of bruising all over my body. And she's like, hmm, interesting. Okay. 
And she's asking me questions about my diet. I'm like, well, I was on vacation. Anything went, you know, it's not really my normal diet because she was thinking maybe iron deficient and anemia, something like that. She's like, oh, were you drinking on the trip? I was like, yes. And she's like, every day I go, yes. She goes, for how many days? I go, about 19. She's like, oh, sweetheart. (laughs) She's like, that's it. She's like, drinking thins your blood. And this is literally your body's response to you putting... You know, for lack of a better term, like poison in it for 19 Your body's days. like, please stop. <laughs> please stop. Like begging. My body is begging me to stop. And I'm like, sundowners, anyone? <laughs> like, what's up? But see, every day it was coffee in the bush. They would put amarula, which is like an African liqueur, in the coffee. Then at lunch, there were there was wine. Then we had sundowners, a little gin and tonic, which, by the way, I'm not even a G&T girl. The best gin and tonic I've ever had in my entire life. It's mm. the tonic. I took a picture of the brand. I'm, I'm going to recreate sundowners here. Then at dinner, it's the wine is flowing. The cocktails are flowing. We're staying up on that. I mean, it's just, we had a boat day. I mean, it was just nonstop. So some of these- It's hard notes, work. It's hard work. It's hard work. Someone's got to do it. But some, some of these notes may not make sense. And I haven't checked them before I open this for you. So this should be fun. All right. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Note number one. <laughs> this is so stupid. I can't believe I'm doing this. So your girl loves a boat day. This is well documented on this podcast. I am never, I'm right. a, I'm a landlocked Midwesterner. Okay. I'm never happier than when, I have yep. a, when I have a cocktail in my hand, a, a nice beer maybe, and I'm out on the open water. Um, so we had a great boat day in Cape town. I thrived one note from boat day. It says, remind to say to Steve. I swear if we got a bunch of dignitaries on a boat for a boat day, we would have world peace. <laughs> uh, it's hard not to be happy and peaceful on a boat. So you're saying we get Kim Jong-un or whatever. We get Joe Biden. We get Putin. We get yeah. them all on a boat. Yeah. And we just say, guys, here's a couple nooners. Here's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, have it. Talk your shit out. Here's a rosé. We'll have world peace. Honestly. Like- I think I think for the day, you're right. Everyone would be Akuna Matata to keep going with the vibe. But after that, no. Everything's good on the boat. Once you step foot off the boat, then you become a different person. But you're a different person when you're on the boat. So I agree. For however long that is, there will be peace. But after that, everyone goes back to being an asshole. It's insane, though. But it's a good, it's a good call good by mood. you. You get some vitamin D, some rosé pumping through your system. There's some Diplo Tunes. playing in the background. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the sun is shining. You don't have to check your email. Everyone's in a great mood. I swear to God, we could have solved so many of the world's problems on that boat. We were just throwing back things back and forth. It was like everybody's clicking and having fun. World peace is possible. We just need a big boat day. All right. Tell Congress. Let's get let's make it happen. <laughs> Honestly, I would watch. I'd pay. I would. I would pay to watch that too. I'd pay to watch a bunch of deal, a bunch of diplomats and world leaders on a boat trying to hash shit out. I mean, it would. It would kind of be funnier if it was Trump. Not to make this political, but imagine Trump and a bunch of dudes on a boat. I would want Joe Biden there too. I'd want everybody. Just include everybody and just have it be. Hey, let's just talk this shit out. Let's see what we got. Oh my god! And they'd all have to be in swimsuits. Can you imagine? Well, I that, I take that back. Then I don't want to see Donald Trump in it. <laughs> but literally, like. Swimsuit. Below deck Congress edition. Exactly. Yeah. You got the, you got a couple stews. Well, that's the thing is a lot of these rich people have boats, but the, but the problem is they, they're like Heidi tidy. They're not like a boat you and I would go on. They're yachts. And that's not the same. Yeah. Yachting and boating are two very different things. Okay. Next note. Consent does not matter in the wild. So, uh, well, <laughs> correct. So yeah. these, these female lions, I was asking our ranger, I'm like, so she has no say in this. She has no say in which lion she wants to mate with or whatever. And it was like, no, 
he is the dominant one he chooses. And I was like, as we were going by the female license, I was like, no means no. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, consent matters. And my friends were like, shut up. We're in the wild. It is insane to think that no female in the wild in except for the leopard we found out that the female leopard does get to choose who she wants to make oh, good with. for her well yeah, don't but, okay wait, hold on though but isn't that nuts to think that so many female species aren't evolved enough to have a say in who they would like to make their children with but there are aren't there certain species and i don't know enough we'll have to get a wildlife expert on but aren't there are species where the female gets to trot around and look good and then the males fight over who gets to you know, win her over and then she is swooned by the the winner of the fight. I think that's a lot of different. Spe- I don't know what. I don't. I guess it's not lions. Who knows? Or maybe it is. It lions. is not. It is not lions. They basically get to have sex with the biggest, baddest lion because he fights for her love. Essentially, I mean, I know it's not love because <laughs> clearly that's not what's going on here when it's seventy no. times in a day. But and he uh, kills her babies. That's also not great. True. That's very accurate. Um, Honestly, being but, a I female mean, lion is the pits. Someone's going to murder your kids and then you have to bang him 70 times a day. But think about not Forget long it. ago. I mean, even still in fucking in humanity, we've got arranged marriages. Some some girls don't even get to pick whatever husband they have today. Which it's like, what's still I mean, we, so we, we don't even have things figured out in the human species. Right. Totally. Good point. OK, next one. In South Africa, instead of saying you're welcome, they say pleasure. I don't like that. I don't know don't if you like would it. like that. Do you they like do. it? It's sometimes my pleasure, sometimes just pleasure. Well, my pleasure is okay. Pleasure. Eh, I don't know. It pleasure. doesn't roll off the tongue. I remember when, you know, when everybody gets back from Italy and, you know, you say, what is it? Grazie. Instead of thank you. And Grazie. That's fun. Are you going to start saying pleasure? Pleasure. <laughs> Michelle, great doing the pod with you. And you just say pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all of us are so immature. We're like, pleasure? What? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's the other thing is like the, the double meaning there. But no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to be around it, but... um. Mm, it is kind of weird. Okay, so this was a note that I wrote down about rhinos, okay? Love rhinos, it, big fan. Rhinos are insane. Okay, so one thing that I think maybe we could do on the pod at some point, by the way, only one or two people on this trip of like 20 plus on the safari cared about sports at all. But of course, me being me, I'm looking at the rhino and I'm like, what's the sports comp to rhino? It's a very dense tough animal. I'm like, is Shaq the comp? Is Shaq a rhino? You know, <laughs> so I'm trying to think of is Aaron Donald a rhino? I'm trying to think of what really dense, but don't mess with them or they're coming with the horn is coming for you. So maybe that's something we take animals and we it's assign them an, an athlete. Oh, a fullback. It's got to be a fullback, right? Because they just call. like ram into shit. They're Wait, like John- Jonathan Taylor, short. Jonathan Taylor, not a fullback, but Jonathan Taylor is kind of a rhino. Yeah. And rhinos look sneaky fast. too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, some sort of halfback fullback situation. Okay. I kind of like that call. Jerome Bettis reminds me of a rhino. Steve nailed it. The bus is a rhino. hundred percent. He's just a tank and he's just going to lower his head. He doesn't have a horn. Although his helmet is kind of like a horn. Steven Jackson back in the day. Steven Jackson. Yeah. You you don't fuck with that guy. Nobody fucks with a rhino. Wow. Really? Like, yeah, there are maybe more athletic or, you know, bigger things, but it's, you're built like a bowling ball. I could not believe how thick double C they were. Those rhinos. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dense AF. They have dachshund qualities. They're like short, stubby, <laughs> and long. Although dachshunds are like sneaky athletic. But rhinos, I feel like, only have straight line speed, too. They don't move laterally at all. No, but like totally. you don't want to get in the way. You're not getting in the way of a rhino, period. Well, and they have such peripheral vision. Perif, they have peripheral vision. Oh, <laughs> that, that they were saying if one charges, you have to be sure to... Because obviously, they're not trying to kill any of these animals. It's like 
the last of last resorts that they would ever bring out the gun. But of course I'm asking all these questions. Like if it charges, what do you do? And he's like, you have to hit it in a very specific spot because they have such a hard, a hard exterior. Yeah. Okay. So he told me our tracker or our ranger, excuse me, this fact about rhinos. And then I have a question for you about the fact. Okay. Okay. So the populations of rhinos are actually dwindling worldwide because in China and Vietnam, they believe that rhino horns are aphrodisiacs and that they could potentially cure cancer. So a lot of households in those countries have rhino horns. And so there's a lot of people that hunt them and obviously take bits of them and then they put them there. But don't they like elephant tusks? Don't they conservationists or whatever, don't they cut them off on purpose and they still live, but they don't have their horn just so that they're not poached essentially? Um, probably, I mean, they're trying, they was telling me that they're trying to do everything they can to protect the rhino population because of this. Um, and of course I'm appalled as I'm hearing this and the truck, I'm like, "Oh, Oh my God, that's like, but then, so we do this thing on my show, Steve, take it or leave it. But then I thought, take it or leave it. If you told me that the horn would cure a disease, I might do it. You would kill a rhino. No, not kill a rhino, but if you just handed me the horn, you know oh, how I am with my potions. And, that's and true, sh- like a crystal, <laughs> your mood crystal. I was like, oh my God, that's insane. I can't believe they would think that. And then I was like, Wait. well, I'm kind of that person. <laughs> Wait, so do they think just having the horn around that it cures this or do you have to grind it down and take it in a pill form? What do they mean by that? I don't know. I've done zero research on this. I'm just repeating what my tracker okay. told me. So actually, let me Google it really quickly. So rhino. Horn. I don't know if it's like a garlic vampire situation where you just have a rhino horn around and it's and it keeps diseases away, or you have to drink out okay. of it like it's a cup, like it's a chalice. I don't know. Okay, it says documented use of the rhino horn in traditional Chinese medicine was for treating conditions such like fever and medicine. Um, let's mm. see. Also, maybe I'm super dumb. Did not know there were rhinos in China. I maybe they're going or do they go to Africa and take them or they're Asian rhinos I guess they would assume there are because they're Asian elephants too right I don't know what they do with them I don't know if they grind grind it down or if there's just a piece of the horn that's in the house I don't know well here's the thing why can't we I would do it if it was a multi-use situation like we just got to share the rhino horn I'm I'm not trying to poach any more rhinos here to like no after I've been there never but if we had a rhino horn hanging around and it was gonna give me superhuman strength or something sure I'd take a sip out of it or I'd ride it down and take a (laughs) pill I don't know why not I don't know but I I'm like taking olive oil shots in the morning because it's supposed to it would be the elixir of life to help me fish oil we got whatever you know just I guess add a rhino horn to it I would never, especially being out in the wild, I'm like, I cannot believe that people would come out here and kill these animals. It's well, the so big sad. game people suck. The big game yeah. hardos are the biggest losers on the planet, relatively speaking. If you think that you're a badass because you shoot a rhino or a lion with a gun in the wild and you're taking a picture and you're like, yeah, I'm the man, you actually are the fucking worst. You're not the man. <laughs> like, that's what's yeah. amazing to me. It's like there's so many people like that. that I don't know if it's Napoleon complex or small dick energy or whatever it is. But it's just I've never understood why that's such why you would think that's a cool thing to poach an animal that's not even fighting you doesn't even know it's fighting you. The only fair thing in that situation would be to like hand to hand combat like all right, if you beat a lion or a bear in that scenario. All right, I guess cool. I I wouldn't do that. But do you but you're not a badass if you shoot a lion or a rhino with a gun that doesn't even know it's in a fight. Totally. So rant over. Rent, good rant though. Okay, next thing. So you know how we talk about I tweeted this actually on my flight from St. Louis to Newark, the people from the back of the plane that rush to the front the second that that it lands, they need to go to airport jail, okay? They need to go to airport jail. 
a lot of people responded to that tweet because everybody has dealt with this. A lot of people had a great idea, clear penalty box when you land seven minute major, maybe for being a douche, whatever. However, when we were in Cape Town, when we went from Cape Town to Joburg, we flew British Air, British Airways. And see, when we landed, there is a flight attendant that comes down the aisle and says, okay, rows two and three, you may deplane. Row seven and eight, you may deplane. It was such a simple solution to what is a very annoying quality in air travel, the D-bags that try to rush out. Why don't we implement this in every flight, that there is a flight attendant that comes and says, rows 22 through 23, you may now get off. You have to wait your turn. It's honestly embarrassing that we even have to do that. Like I know. How stupid are we that we can't just wait in a line? And if you want here, if you want to get off the plane first, buy a seat at the front of the plane. You know what I mean? I don't know. The passive aggressive people that, you know, they're like breathing down your neck when you're not yes. like picking your thing up, your, your luggage up fast enough. You're like, bro, get off, of, you know, get off my shit. I don't need this. <laughs> I, and, and to your point about what is it? Penalty box. I say yeah. jail. Send Airport jail. jail. I've said this multiple times. I took a picture the other day. I'll send it to you um, of the worst parking job I've ever seen in my entire life. Someone literally took up four parking spaces no. in a parking lot in a small Toyota Camry. It was a Toyota it was Camry. Straight horizontal. So it was the one. It was the ones where there's two rows back to back, and they yeah. pulled, and they were literally part of their car was in four different parking spots. And I said to Maddie, "I'm like that person should be should be in jail. You you should go to jail for that." <laughs> Because the the lack of awareness is obviously appalling, but also you're just an asshole. And it's like it was a crowded parking lot. It wasn't like there was they were parked in the middle of nowhere doing this. There was right front and center taking up four different spots. I'm like, you should go to jail. I don't care. Teach people a lesson. I'll send you the photo. It's unbelievable. So to your point about penalty box, I think that's too lenient. They need to spend, and not, not like real jail, but we can make a fake jail for these people. I'm not trying to send them to like Rikers or anything like that. <laughs> I get that. But like they should be put in adult timeout, which is essentially yeah. jail for like, right. I don't know, anywhere from like a day to a week. Depending well, that's on how why the violation I think, is. That's why I think airport jail too, right? If you get off the plane, because think about it. If you knew that airport jail was waiting for you and it could ruin your trip, you're going to comply on the plane. You're going to wait the extra 30 seconds to get off. Just like the people that yell at people on the airplane about the mask, like you sign the waiver to wear a mask on the plane, okay? Yeah, Whether you I mean, like it or not, you sign the waiver. Don't be a jerk to everybody. I'm Airport to, jail. I'm about to send you this picture, but you're you're 100% true about the waiver thing. It's like, yeah, you could, I'm open to hearing arguments about masks being dumb or not being useful, but it is what it is, man. Just just get on the plane, shut the fuck up, and go to where you want to go. Okay? Like you knew the deal before you boarded it, the plane. It, it, We're all just trying to get to our destination. Yeah, shut man. up. Yeah, especially the people that get their flight canceled. Like, again, there's a time and a place to argue shit like this. The time is not on the fucking plane. Okay? I just sent you the parking right. spot, by the way. Okay, it's on the way. I'm waiting. Before we do that, one of my notes said, big trips with friends are the best. You laugh so much. It's so good for the soul. Steve, I don't think I laughed. This is including going to Connecticut and seeing you being in New York with my friends. I laughed more in those 19 days than I think I did in two years combined. There is no replacement as you get older for still going on a big trip with your friends. And I know life gets crazy with jobs and families and things like that. I truly believe that everybody should make it a priority to still at least try every couple years to go on a trip with your friends. It is so, it just reminds you of the person that you actually are, if that makes sense. It's not work you, it's not you as a mom or dad, it's you unleash with your friends having a good time. Uh, it's called big trip energy. 
Make your energy. There is an energy, and like Maddie, it's unbelievable. Yeah, sorry, I just got the photo. It's unbelievable. Maybe I'll tweet it out or put it on Instagram. Um, but Maddie, sometimes we went to this place in Burlington, right? It was really cool. Um, it was actually half of a house, but to use the whole house, it fit fit like eight to ten people. It was just the two of us for that weekend. But I was like, we should come back here with a group of friends. That'd be freaking awesome. And she's like, oh, what? You don't want to hang out with me or whatever? And I'm and again, Maddie's like the least needy person she's the best but she's like what well, what do you not want to hang out with me i'm like no but it would be so fun to come back to a place like this with like a bunch of our friends couples whatever because you're right there is just some just even if it's in the middle of nowhere for example my bachelor party i don't want to do anything crazy i didn't do anything crazy we went to vegas for one of my friends trips one of my friends lost 22 grand we did that whole thing it was fine it was fun <laughs> but we went to millinocket maine which is in the middle of fucking nowhere and just rented out like a house on a lake and it was seven of us it was the best trip. We've, we all call it the best trip we've ever been on. And we all actively are trying to get back to Millinocket and want to buy a house there as a group, which I don't know if I'd recommend, but we'll, that's a TBD problem. But right. when you're in that setting, it's like an indescribable feeling of just how fun it is to just have beers, sit around, shoot the shit, play games, tell stories, and just feel each other's love, presence, whatever. Yes. Um, especially as an adult, you don't appreciate hanging out with friends when you're a kid because you do it all the time, right? You're always over somebody's house and there's like yeah. multiple people there. But when you get older, you don't get to have those intimate times and those fun times over the course of a couple nights with friends. And you just forget how impactful and fun it can be. So I totally agree. Like, I think I would highly encourage friendships. That's why one of my buddies is probably going to get married soon. And they're going to do a, a destination wedding in Mexico. And I'm usually okay. like kind of anti-destination wedding because it's just kind of hard to get everybody there. But it's going to be smaller and all of my friends will be there. And we'll get to spend a week in Mexico during this thing. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So I'm 100% on the same page with you on that. It's, it's incredible. Okay. Well, those, I mean, I have more notes, but I just feel like we need to get to the draft. But the last Yeah, thing let's I do have, the draft. Draft will be quick. Well, the, I only have one last note for you, Steve is that the Rams won the Super Bowl and mm. I couldn't care less. And I, you, I know you think I'm lying about that. And maybe... I, I don't think you are. This. I just, as much as I hate them, I hate Stan Kroenke. Maybe it's because I was on the trip at the time and I tried to get the game. I was actually flying from Joburg to Newark and I bought the Wi-Fi on the plane and I was trying to watch the game. I got my YouTube TV up and I could not get the game. It would not connect. So I just took a nap. And when I woke up, we were getting ready to land. And my friend came over and was like, hey, the Rams won last minute touchdown. I was like, oh, really? And he was like, oh, are you okay? I go, I, I was shocked, Steve, because I thought I'd be like, oh my God, are you kidding? And maybe it's because I was coming off the trip of a lifetime. And maybe it's because the lawsuit was just settled. And that kind of felt like the bigger victory and or loss, depending on what perspective you view it from, or the fact that I didn't see it happen in real time, but it registered a zero on the emotional Richter scale. And I was shocked. I'm not shocked because I thought about it when it happened and I was going to text you, but I kind of want to leave you alone. But this Rams team, the first time we went to the Super Bowl, what, 20, was 2017, 18? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, that one felt like it was, oh shit, it's like a couple years after they moved, they're good, they're back in the Super Bowl, they didn't right. ultimately win. That one felt like, and again, I'm not in St. Louis, I'm not from there, I don't really know, but it didn't. It did, that one felt like there was this connection to St. Louis and it was really shitty. And it was almost kind of great that they did lose because I think it you know, helped out probably the city a lot, right? Yeah. But this time around, I almost feel like this team had zero connection to, to St. Louis. Like I didn't think about it. The, the, the ironic part is they also have zero connection to Los Angeles other than being in the, the stadium and having there their be famous people there, but there are no fucking Rams fans. I mean, every game they played was essentially a road game. I mean, the the yeah. Niner game, the NFC title game was a road game for the Rams, even though it was in, in LA. So, the parade, embarrassing. Oh, it was terrible. So I kind of feel like you know, and again, I'm talk, speaking as someone who's not a St. Louis person, but it just, it felt like there was no connection to the city and 
So I, I'm not surprised that it was like nothing to you. It was nothing. It's like it wasn't a love. It wasn't a hate thing. Yeah. It's like what did Taylor say? It's not. It isn't love. It isn't hate. It's just indifference. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of what it was. And, it was crazy. And I think that's both satisfying maybe for you, but also kind of sad. I don't really know. But I think it's probably the better of the all you know, the two because it just kind of seems like you guys are over it. You know, it just felt like the end. It wasn't the end of a movie. It was almost like the credits rolling, you know, because the end of the movie was the lawsuit ending. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like the end to me. Then winning the Super Bowl just felt like the credits were ending and then it faded to black. You know, mm-hmm. it just it. I don't know. I always thought when they won the Super Bowl, I'd be devastated. I'd be like, I can't believe it. This is just proving that karma doesn't exist. The bad guys can get success. And then I, when it actually happened, I was like, I couldn't care less. I just yeah. couldn't. It just it almost feels like it was a team that I never cared about, you know, which I don't know. I guess it is good in a way. It's not but- like the ex. It's not like you breaking up and like your your ex getting married to somebody hotter than you. Like it, it didn't really feel like that. I don't. I don't know. It's a weird team. They have no home. You know. Yeah. That's, that's how I would describe it. And they're certainly not connected to St. Louis in a positive way. And I don't think people there really care anymore. So that it was the first thing I thought of. But I. I remember the first, there were articles written the first time around. There were people talking about it. No one was talking about it this time around. No, no one was talking about no, it. So, no so I don't know. I'm happy for you that you guys are, like I said, it isn't love, isn't hate. It's just indifference. I know. We've moved on. It's yep. the end. It's Good over. I yeah. know. On to All bigger right, well, and better things. That's right. Like this draft. Okay. Let's get to this draft oh, yeah. to, right. to remind you. A country to vacation on each continent. So every continent not Antarctica, so six. We're going to do six. Yep. The country I mean, that you would Antarctica like Antarctica would be sick, though, but there's only one place to go in Antarctica. Correct. It's Antarctica, so there you go. Okay, so um, I'll see you there. Okay, so Steve, I feel like I always go first, so why don't you go first here? All right, I feel like there's probably one pick in this draft. So um, this is a strategy that probably helps you out because I'm going to take Europe, and then you can wait on Europe and take all the other cool ones, but I'm going to do it anyway because I have to. I'm taking Italy with the first pick. Damn it, um, Steve. It has everything you'd want. It's got skiing. It's got beaches. It's got great food. It's got great alcohol. It's in an incredible place. The Mediterranean is probably the best place on earth. So I don't think I really need to explain any more than that. I'll take Italy with the first pick. That is my European country. You don't have to pick one until last now. Because Europe, you'd, I'd probably argue Europe has the most countries you'd want to visit to on vacation, maybe, of any continent. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I have many options, but how dare you take my motherland? Like, I well, I had this. to. I, th- I think that's the clear number one pick. So anyway, but now I'm, this is kind of where the draft starts. So I'm interested to see where you go. Okay, well, I'm actually kind of glad you did that. As devastated as I am to not have Italy on Team Smallman here, I'm going to where I just was and give me South Africa. Because okay. as I'm looking at the continent of Africa, some pretty interesting places, but South Africa, definitely number one for me. Um, I've never been, you haven't had to have gone to this place for us to draft it. There are plenty of places that I haven't gone that I'm, that I'll probably end up picking. And Africa is the one I think I know maybe the least about, uh, but I've heard great things about South Africa. There are a couple of African countries that I had on in the hopper and I had them in there, but I think I'm actually going to have one higher. I'll save that for later. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. Lots to choose from. I'm going to go just to clarify, we've got Europe, Asia, South America, North America, Africa, and Australia, which is, we looked it up before, it's like 20-something countries, which is insane, yeah. um, even though there are only a couple major ones. I'm going to go to South to South America, a okay. place I've never been, but a place okay. that I've always wanted to go, always wanted to go. And it, and it actually has a pretty big Italian population, so maybe I got a theme here. Give me Argentina. Damn it, Steve. That was my next Give pick. me Argentina. I cannot because, believe this. Again, a lot of different climates, uh, great food and drink. Um, Buenos Aires is incredible. Also, great soccer scene in Argentina. Mm-hmm, Shout out mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Uh, to I think Boca Juniors right down there. Uh, River Plate, River Plate, River Plate. I always forget what to call it. So it pretty much has everything I would want that Italy has. It's just in South America. So give me uh, give me Argentina, even though I've never been. Maddie and I've talked about going there a bunch of times. 
Okay, so I have a lot of friends who have traveled extensively, especially in South America, and they all say Argentina is their favorite place. They love Argentina. BA is a great scene. Mendoza, the wine country. I cannot believe you yep. stole two I thought, of my... I thought like you were going to go there with your second pick. I thought that's what you were going to pick second. So I'm kind I of mean, happy I got this. Okay, so now I need to think. I'm going to take a country next that I think might be on your list that is on mine with my next pick. Give me New Zealand. If we're going Australia, I'm going New Zealand. Why do you like New Zealand better? Have you been to either? No, I've never been. But Why do again, you think you like New Zealand better than uh, Australia? Everybody that's been there tells me the terrain is absolutely stunning. It's a very relaxed vibe. It's aesthetically very beautiful. And I just feel like it would be somewhere that I would like to go. So it's on my list of places I would like to travel to. So I'm going New Zealand. Okay. Also, Lord of the Rings film there. You can go to Hobbitville. So what's up for us nerds out there? Speaking of A plus content for the future, the uh, the new Lord of the Rings trailer for the Amazon show dropped. Dudes are excited. Just gonna say it. Just gonna leave it at that. Dudes are excited. Oh, our dudes excited. Dudes are excited. Okay. Uh, uh, um, all right. So okay. So far, n- none of us have picked North America, Asia, and that's it. Hmm. So that means I think I have to pick one of those two just to kind of get the number one. Asia's a tough one. I don't really know. Asia's a very weird place because there's Japan and China, but then there's also India and that sort of eastern part of that. So it's a very mm-hmm. interesting place. Um, I'm going to go Japan. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go Japan because, and I could be totally wrong on this, but the food scene there is intriguing to me, right? I also am kind of a history buff. It seems like a dope island. Um, I like sake. Uh, there's a lot of different things that I would do there. And also, same thing, very different climate. Like you can go skiing there. You can go to the beach there. So there's a theme here for most of my places. There's a lot of things you can do. It's not just one specific thing. We'll get to that later. So give me Japan without me ever actually have been there. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and take the great US of A. Oh, see, I, was gonna, I wanted to wait until to see. I wanted you to pick North America first because I didn't well, know what you'd go with. Actually... If we're talking about places to be, actually, I am. Going Air's to glue. Place. Air's glue. Air's glue. Okay. 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 Air's I am. Gonna, I'm going to take the U.S. of A. Even though I've never been to Canada, I would love to actually vacation there. If you're talking about places to vacation, where can you get more variety than the United States of America? I mean, you can go mountains. You can go the American Southwest. You could go Vermont. There's so many different terrains and many cultures within our one country. I mean, you could spend your entire life just going on vacation in America and not get to every corner of it. Big sky. Hello. Mm -hmm. Love it. So I actually... Even though we are here and it feels like a homer pick, I think it is a pretty good pick. There's so many places in America where I would like to vacation. There arguably would be number one. You're right. There's just a million different. You could do almost anything you could do around the world in the United States. Um, but it is so big that it's kind of hard. You can't really travel it. Part of this is like, all right, maybe you get a week or two weeks, right? And you're not going to be able to see the entire United States in two weeks. You yeah. will be able to see the better parts of Argentina or Italy or some of these smaller countries in that amount of time the u.s you'd have to be there for a year to really enjoy everything so there's a good and bad in that but i think it is a good pick by you let me follow that up so i still have north america africa and australia and you've picked all those already i believe so give me australia just because i feel like there's really no other what else am i going to pick in in the australian content there's really nothing else i'm kind of surprised you didn't go one that because again sydney perth uh melbourne as the as they call it not melbourne melbourne um great tennis scene down there uh <laughs> great beaches again another another wine situation i feel like it actually might sneaky be better than new zealand so i think i'm getting kind of a steal in the draft here so give me australia 
Okay. So that means I have Europe and South America left. Is that right? And Asia. And Asia. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Europe, South America, Asia. Um, I'm going to go South America here. And this is tough because I'm choosing between a place that I've been and loved and a place that I would love to go to and have heard great things about. Let me guess. Colombia and Brazil. Correct. I'm oscillating between Colombia and Brazil. People love Colombia. You love Colombia. Loved Colombia. Mm -hmm. Loved. Um, Shout out to Medellin, right? Cartagena, Medellin, as the locals call it. But I have a lot of friends who go to Brazil often and mm -hmm. they love Rio. They just think it's awesome. But you know what? I'm going to stick to what I know. And if I had to go to one place and you're telling me I'm going back to Colombia, I'm happy. So I'm going there. Wow. Brazil does not make the list. People are going to be shocked by that. They are. I don't but, think you're wrong. I don't think you're but, you. You swore by Colombia. You had a great time so there. Great. I wouldn't have thought that, but uh, you, you did kind of convince me there. Okay. So we each have four. I have North America and Africa left. And I think you have what? Um, you have Asia, Asia and, and Europe. Wow. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to go Africa then. This is, again, I've been to Uganda. It was great. Uh, I would go back in a heartbeat, but I don't think it's going to make my list. I'm kind of torn between Egypt and Morocco. Ooh, good picks. And I, I've heard great things about Morocco. I've heard great things about Morocco. Again, I'm the Mediterranean. We know I love the Mediterranean. Uh, <laughs> different vibe there. But I think I'm going to go Egypt just because I've always wanted to see the pyramids. I've, I, I love history. I love Egyptian history. And also I get the Nile, which I went whitewater rafting on the Nile when I was in Uganda. It was one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. Wow. And see, if, I I could, if I could be back on the Nile at some point in my life, the only river I believe in the world, major river that flows south to north, um, I'm going to go with Egypt because I think, I, I'm not saying it's like a vacation paradise. I don't even know if there are any beaches there or that kind of thing. But between the pyramids, the history, and then being on the Nile, I think that's a good spot. So I'll, I'll, I'll round that out with Egypt. I got to say, Steve, I'm loving your selections. I'm, like, I'm, this about, this went about as well as I think I could have. I'm not just pumping your tires. You're <laughs> killing it. You're doing a really good job. Would um, you have picked Morocco or Egypt? Or Egypt? Where is there another African I would have picked Morocco. I would have gone okay. South Africa. Mor Morocco was number two on my okay. list. Okay. So Asia or Europe, you've chosen from both. So let me pull up my research here. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and be really transparent here since you've already chosen. Yeah. So again, I had on my list Japan, which you already took. And then my, I, I basically did three. Would that have been number one? Well, these were all kind of tied. Okay. So every country or every, excuse me, every continent, I picked three countries essentially and, and would rank them. So I had Japan, Thailand, and Vietnam. I've never been to Japan it looks like an amazing place. As you mentioned, a lot of different places to go, things to do. So many people, Steve, that have been to Vietnam love I, Vietnam. I was going to say, I had it on my list. People, people, uh, and Thailand, actually. Thailand. Uh, well, I've Thailand. been to Thailand and I loved yeah. it, but I don't want to just continue to pick places that I've been. I mean, New Zealand's <laughs> the only place on my list I haven't been. Um, but Thailand was sensational. I mean, the beaches were gorgeous. The terrain is gorgeous. The food is incredible. The people were so kind. I really loved the culture. So you know what? Even though I love the idea of choosing Vietnam, again, when I went to Thailand, first we went to Hong Kong and then we went to Thailand. I felt like I was there for a handful of days and could have easily stayed there like two to three weeks and still not have scratched the surface. So with my Asia pick here, I'm going Thailand. 
I think that's a good pick. Having never been yeah. there, heard amazing things. All right, I'll wrap this up. I've got uh, North America's from our last one. You already took the USA. I, ha- I mean, it's basically a coin flip. I mean, with all due respect to Canada, and I love Toronto. I'm just not picking. I'm not picking Canada. Sorry. Uh, and I'm pretty happy with Mexico here. I got to be honest. I've, I've only been once, and it was to Tulum. And it was very recently, and it fucking blew my mind. And on top of that, I love mezcal. You know this. That's yes, arguably my favorite alcohol. And one of my most controversial takes as an Italian is that tacos and Mexican food is actually the best food in the world. It's incredible. Um, so I kind of feel like I'm getting a W there by getting Mexico with the last pick in the draft. And again, me, history buff, all those ancient civilizations, the Inca, the Maya, all that are down there. We did some of that when we were in Tulum, the ruins, the cenotes, Mexico is cool as shit. And I've never been, but I've heard people love Mexico City, like love Mexico City. Okay, I haven't so got to funny. Tijuana yet. So I, I feel like I'm getting a steal with the last pick in the draft. I'm going Mexico. One of my girlfriends when I was in South Africa was in Mexico City with some of her friends and we met for happy hour on Friday to download on our trips. And she was like, Mexico city is amazing. Mm -hmm. She was showing me pictures, telling me all about the restaurant scene there, the art scene. She loved it and was like, it was a super easy flight. She can't wait to go back. Yeah. I've always wanted to go there and I've heard the same thing. So Mexico with the second last pick of the draft, I'm not sitting here telling you that I crushed it, but I think I crushed it. I think I crushed this draft. You got one pick left and it's honestly, arguably the biggest, uh, your biggest pick of the draft here. Cause this is going to, I don't know where you're going to go. You have Europe. I know. So obviously Italy was my number one pick and you stole it from right underneath me, you devil. But if I remove Italy from the three, my top three are France, Spain, and Greece. I have been to two of the three. I've been to France and Spain, never been to Greece. Greece, breathtakingly beautiful. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I love Greek food. The culture is so amazing. There seems to be, from a history standpoint too, a bunch of different things that you could see. Spain, I love France. I love, and this is really difficult for me. This is a really difficult choice because you're right. I think those are the three. I think those are, I think those would be, although I would, I would, I've never been to France, but I don't really have a strong desire to go to France. Not a great food scene there. Oh my God. Excuse me. Have Paris, the food in Paris is to die. I'm not a French food guy. You know, I don't like, I don't don't like like bread and cheese and and beef. Well, they do it better in Italy if we're being honest. And I think they do it better in Spain. Mm. But Paris is magical and you have wine country. You have the south of France, Monaco, Saint-Tropez, all the wine that you stole from me in Italy. I could get back in France. I guess you could in Spain too. Spanish wines are good. Yeah. This is so difficult. I don't know what to do here. I'm so (laughs) torn. This is literally going to be a boom or bust draft for me based on this pick. I think I know the right pick and I don't think you're going to make it. Okay. Can I guess? You Mm -hmm. think the right pick is Spain and you Mm -hmm. think I'm going to pick France. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go hard left and I'm going Greece. I'd pick Greece over France. So I'd actually, I'm happy for you there. Yeah. Greece is cool because Greece is probably the, and I've never been, but I've heard many people that have gone that have loved it. Great. Another great food scene, great booze scene, but it's also this cool thing. Cause it's basically a 50, 50 middle East versus Europe thing that they have there. I mean, it's in Europe, but it's so close to the middle East and it has the influences of, of all that cuisine on top of you know, the Eastern sort of European scene that it has like this weird melting pot of different things. Um, I, I think that's the right pick. I think it's the right pick over France, I should say. But I would have picked see, Spain. You've never been to France, Steve, and I have been. Paris is one of the most elite cities in the entire world. Paris, you have the art, the architecture, the food, the wine, the culture, the fashion. I'm not a champagne I'm, guy, so I don't know if that adds to it at all. Oh my um, God. I'm kind of regretting that I didn't pick France. Chardonnay, more like Chardonnay. I mean, I'll let you change on. if you want. It's the last pick. I'll, I guess I'll, I won't air as glue you on this one. No, I, you know what? I love a euro on a Spanakopita. Give me Greece. A good euro? Oof. 
Oof. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oof. Oof. All right, let's recap. I think I, I, I kind of feel like maybe it was unfair that I went first. I think your biggest mistake was not going Argentina with your first pick. But I have Italy, it Argentina, Japan, Australia, Egypt, and Mexico. You have? I have South Africa, New Zealand, the United States of America, America, Colombia, Thailand, and Greece. And you know what, Steve? I think we both did a good job. Listen, if we're going to these places, <laughs> mine's more mainstream than yours, which is probably on brand. But I do think if we did a poll, you should do a poll on your Instagram. I feel like I, I feel like I'm going to take this one home. Okay. All right. We'll do a poll. So vote. Let us, yeah, let let us know, know if we. Thoughts. What if there was a miss? Maybe we're missing a country that, that we left off. I don't know what it would be. Europe is, again, it's the hardest one. There are so many in Europe that would be great. Portugal is another place like I'd always love to go, but I don't know if it would make my top three in Europe. But beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, I'm looking at the countries right now. Ireland, pretty, been there. It's no, okay. it's great, but you got to have a place that's warmer than that. You just have to. And I'm looking at the countries, and although I'm interested in a lot of them, I definitely think the top four, Italy, France, Spain, and Greece. And Greece, yeah, I, I'd probably agree with you there. All right, well, let us know. Or Vatican City, which is its own deal. That is true. Uh, not a lot of partying going on there. <laughs> pretty pious place. You know what? <laughs> yeah. A lot of wealth. There is wine. There's a lot of <laughs> wine there. That's yeah, Wealth and wine, yeah, but there is a lot of wine there, so I guess that'd be okay, but you know. There's also some Catholic guilt, so. <laughs> a lot of shame there. <laughs> yeah, yep. Well, this one ran kind of long, so no review this week. Steve and I will be back in action, hopefully soon, and back up on YouTube when I can get my life together <laughs> and get some laundry done and get my spices back in my cabinets. But until then, Steve, pleasure. Rings of power coming out soon. Dudes are excited. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.